0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. We've got kind of a shortened pot <laughs> panel for you today. It's just me and my brother, Noah Manderfeld. Uh, Nick Budig's out with the influenza, kind of got a nasty bug. And Robert singler has got a broken computer, and he's going to get that fixed this weekend. So we're like, all right, we'll just do it brotherly style. Us two, rolling with this podcast. <laughs> Uh, just two days before opening day, when you listen to this, it'll be a, a day before opening day. Um, just because it's us two doesn't mean the excitement will be down, though, because don't get us wrong, we are excited for baseball, right, Noah? Yeah, I mean, if you're not excited to hear us talk,
1: then, I mean, I don't know what else there is to get excited about.
0: I know. You don't want to listen to Robert and Nick talk anyway. They're no, scrubs.
1: no, they're, they're the they're the sideshows.
0: shows. Exactly. We've had kind of a busy few weeks. I mean, you have certainly. I mean, I've been watching a lot of basketball. You've been working a lot of basketball. Working a <laughs> lot. Yeah, I just yeah, went to... Tell us a little bit about what your past few weeks have been like. Yeah, on uh,
1: Sunday, I went to Iowa City to watch the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, covered uh, the Drake Women's Basketball team. Saw a heartbreaker there. That was uh, tough to watch, but really good experience. It's. I mean, when you're the media, you get in for free. You really... I mean, you... It, you don't you take it for granted uh, when you get cheap tickets, but then all of a sudden you get a free media pass and uh, your whole world has changed. It's great.
0: Yeah, and you know, obviously you go to Drake, uh-huh. so um, you call games for the uh, student radio station. Um, this is more important, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah. I, I, I have my the, straight. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. I went to the Iowa State women's basketball game last night, and that was a that was a tough one to watch. Uh was a game exciting. away from the Sweet 16, and they dropped it to number 11, Missouri State. Tough loss. You can probably tell my voice is a little scratchy today. I was uh, getting on the rest a little bit, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> the guy I was sitting next to was a little bit more passionate than I was. <laughs> um, fun game to watch. And, yeah, basketball is always good um, to watch here. But now that baseball starting up, basketball kind of takes a, sh- a sideshow for us. Uh, opening day is Thursday, or tomorrow, if you're listening to this on a Wednesday We got the full slate of games, finally. The Japan series last week gave us a little bit of a snippet uh, of baseball, but I'm hungry to have games on every day, turn on the TV, and uh, enjoy some baseball. All right, so Noah and I will be talking about opening day and some of our ideas to make the day better and more exciting and generate some more buzz around it. We'll also be talking about 2019 storylines we'll be watching, maybe some of the teams we won't be watching, and uh some of the big players and our uh, predictions for how those uh, big players and their contracts will turn out uh let's start off with uh we're not going to be doing a debate today since it is just me and noah but we are going to do the name game because i want to see if noah can do it solo dolo here he's got no one to rely <laughs> on he can't just go off you can't just do right. opposite of robert's answers because <laughs> we all know that, robert's that's, the,
1: that's the surest answer
0: i know so you, here you go you ready for this i'm ready Okay, Andre Scrub. (laughs) Andre Scrub. Andre Scrub uh, was Uh drafted by the Dodgers um, out of High Point University in North Carolina in the eighth round. And last season, which I believe was his fourth full season in baseball, he had over a six ERA in the minors. He's an eighth uh, rounder. Eighth rounder. So that's pretty high.
1: That's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, if his name says anything about his ERA, it's true. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to go scrub, with
0: yes. Scrub, right? I'm
1: going to go with yes. I, I yes? feel like real that name? sounds like a pretty legit name.
0: Okay. You got real name. I think you've – did you get it right two weeks ago? Because I think you might have a little bit of a streak going.
1: I feel like I did. I don't know. I, I feel like I have.
0: Yeah, I mean, At I, least I, two I, in
1: a row. I'd I don't agree.
0: Know, All right, I, so I take you you things seriously
1: to a point, you know. <laughs> you say,
0: exactly. You say it's a real name. Uh, At the end of the show, I will uh, reveal the name so everybody can see uh, if their guesses are right. But let's jump into what I really want to talk about today. I want to spend the most time on opening day. Obviously, it's just upon us. um, But I have a few issues with opening day. And I feel like there's a lot of things baseball can do marketing-wise. And it needs to start with some of their biggest events and players. We all talk about how baseball's marketing plan or their marketing base uh kind of falls flat you mean the best player in the game mike trout all yeah he plays on the west coast he's in la he still doesn't get the publicity he should for being probably one of the best players we'll see in a long time that's on mlb not on mike trout and opening day is interesting because it should have the most buzz out of any game in the regular season am i right oh yeah it should have the
1: daytona of baseball
0: Exactly. It should have the most buzz out of any baseball, any any single game. And maybe except for like a tiebreaker or like a like the week, a week left in September when it's a playoff race. But this should have the most buzz. And I just feel like that buzz is missing with opening day. You see the ESPN ads talking about how they have like three back to back back games. That's cool and all, but it doesn't seem like people are excited about it. And I feel like people should be. Because baseball's back. I mean who you can say you don't like watching baseball on TV. You can say it's a boring game, but you can't deny you would love to go to the ballpark, eat a hot dog, have a beer, watch a game. And after a whole winter of no baseball, even baseball non baseball fans, I don't think they would I think they would still like to just catch maybe the first game of the year because there's so much buzz around maybe their hometown team or like we're from Minnesota. so twins got a lot of buzz this year. I'm sure a lot of fans, even if they're not the biggest twins fans are gonna be tuning in. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I I don't know I what do you think could could be better about opening day where can MLB where where can baseball improve? Uh,
1: one thing that I notice other sports tend to do that baseball does they tried to do this in the last few years having that opening night making it a show I think you can still do it um, on just a normal, everyone plays on the same day. Just make opening day a show, honestly. And I, the Mariners are doing this this year. They have Macklemore performing. They have Edgar Martinez throwing out the first pitch, just kind of making it an all-around event. Um, and maybe they they have a couple featured games, like the games that are on ESPN throughout opening day, and just make them as big as possible. You know, it's, it's, it is a baseball game, but make it more than just a baseball game. Make it an event. I, I, and I, I think baseball struggles on making things an event the all-star game they try to do it they've done a better job but you know just just make it must see tv honestly
0: i think the all-star game is a good example of baseball's improved i think with Uh the all-star game because the home run derby they totally changed that format and i feel like a lot of casual fans are tuning into that spectacle that's part of the i mean that's not the all-star game Uh but it's the all-star weekend i still think they need to add a skills competition but that's maybe a discussion uh, for another time but (laughs) i've got Three potential remedies, and you kind of touched on one of them for opening day. The first one is making it an event within the cities. Baseball is such a local sport. It is. We talk about the regional networks that broadcast baseball. This isn't a national. Only in some instances are teams national when it comes, to like the Yankees or the Braves or the Red Sox. But most teams have the regional following, and it's very passionate. What Seattle is doing, I think, is excellent. Making it a show where you've got Macklemore playing, you've got things going on during the day. Uh, Cincinnati, they have such a culture around opening day. They actually have a parade and they always have the first game of the year, the day game. And if you, if you kind of incorporate that and twist it for each unique regional culture, you know, like Minnesota does things with maybe some home, homegrown artists, or they do things, uh, you know, that Minnesotans love to do. I don't, I don't know what that is off the top (laughs) of my head, but just twist it for each market. I think that could make it one that would make opening day a lot more visible, to the local markets it wouldn't just be okay cool baseball's back it'd be like holy crap there's this huge event going on downtown minneapolis let's go um opening days here maybe let's get a ticket to the game or uh we'll watch on the tv at this downtown event so i think that's a great uh a great um remedy they that mlb could implement for opening day number two why do they have an off day after opening day i've never understood this um everyone is excited especially baseball fans they're so excited for baseball to be back and then all of a sudden you you give them a game on a thursday like this this year on a thursday and then friday you have the day off like people want to watch baseball why give them a day off a day after the most um after opening day when everyone's like hey baseball's back let's have a string like seven straight games and then give them a day off i know that they had spring training and you know, maybe some of them need a day off, but they haven't even been playing full games anyway in spring training. They've been playing half games and then they get the two days off between uh, opening day and when spring training ends. So I think that is the number. That's number two. Number three, I think more opening day games need to be night games. And that kind of goes against the opening day mantra. Mm-hmm. But like teams like Cincinnati, that's kind of a culture built in that obviously needs to be day game. Chicago Cubs with the day game culture they have there at Wrigley. That needs to be a day game, but I think more games need to be on at night because, just being honest, people aren't going to watch baseball at work. This isn't like this isn't the Super Bowl. This isn't like the NCAA tournament where people will get around things at work just to watch them. You know, I think Opening Day needs to have some night games. And, and yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say, I feel like if you want to keep that Opening Day culture rather than Opening Night culture, put it on a Sunday. You know, it's i I've, I've never understood why. I'm in yeah. the middle of class and I have to watch the opening day game. Put it on a Sunday when people are home.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it's it's make tough. it more visible. It's t- that's a great point because having it on a weekend where people can, you know, drink or go to an event or just sit and, sit on their couch on a Saturday and watch these. That's a good point. Just move them to a Saturday or Sunday every every year. And how the schedule lines up, I guess like, we don't know the intricacies of that, but that's a good point. Why not have Opening day on a weekend where people can just have that time to burn. I'm with you, Noah.
1: Well, and and Uh, what you could do too is make that first series a two game series, have them play Saturday, Sunday, give them Monday off, do something like that. You know, that way, you you know, you can have those two games in a row, like you said earlier, but still give them that day off uh, a bit later, or give half the teams a day off on Monday, a part of the team's day off on Thursday if they're really concerned about giving those teams those days off.
0: And like I said, spring training—they're not even going all out. They're playing half no. games, and you can understand where like Oakland and Seattle, where they had the Japan series last week, they probably need some time to recuperate from like the jet lag and stuff there that they were over there. So I'm, I'm not really ragging on them playing an opening, <laughs> you know, opening series in Japan because you can't just have that in the middle of the season because that's going to screw up a team's schedule and it's going to screw up their sleeping schedule and all that stuff. So I'm not against like the Japan series. I'm all for growing the game. Um, but if maybe in the future for an opening series like that, they could do something maybe in North America like Brazil or somewhere in South America, you know, where yeah. you don't have to screw up the, the sleep schedules or the timing. Um, I get this year was really cool with Ichiro, so I'm not really bashing that. Um, but you saw with Australia with the Diamondbacks a few years ago. Didn't really make any sense to me. Um, I think... If you're gonna if you're gonna grow the game like that, I don't know why it needs to be the opening game. I don't know. That's a tough one, but yeah. I think there's there's ways to work around it where that can have a lot more buzz than it does. Um, I don't know. I just opening day just needs to mm-hmm. have more 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 spectacle around it, and baseball just has so totally struggled with that.
1: And if you're talking internationally, I know last year they played in Puerto Rico. Uh, the Twins and the Indians played a series there. And that was I mean, that cool. Was the, that was in the middle of the season. It was great because you had Francisco Lindor hitting the home run. You had Jose Barrios and um, Eddie Rosario there, both Puerto Ricans. So I, I thought that was really cool. And that happened to be in the middle of the season. I don't think you necessarily have to have an international game before the season starts because it's a little weird. You have a Wednesday and Thursday game that starts at, well, 4, 4.30 in the morning in the central time, 5.30 Eastern, you know, changes. But you have a weird couple games in the morning, and then you have a week of more spring training games. It's just a yeah. little odd to me.
0: Yeah. I, You have to understand why they go, they do it the week before because they need time to recuperate yeah. after that. Um, but the Port, like the Puerto Rico series is cool. They're going to Mexico this year with the Cardinals and Reds. That's going to be so cool. That's awesome. Um, I hope someday we can go to Venezuela because there's so many good baseball players from Venezuela. But obviously, Venezuela is in a, in a state of turmoil right now. It's a tough, tough country right now. They're not doing so well um I hope someday that can happen you know go back to these cultures and watch them watch their homegrown players play for their teams I think that's a cool idea too um that Puerto Rico series how cool would that have been if that opened this season oh,
1: that, that would have been be so awesome.
0: cool Francisco yeah. Lindor hitting a home run in his home country uh okay. you can't really write a script better than that so well those are just some of our ideas for opening day I just like I said I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because I feel like it just even baseball fans it seems like it just gets lost and we're the most hardcore baseball fans out there. We're all really excited for opening day, but I'm not feeling like jittery. Like, it's not like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like when you feel if, like you're, if you're, it's a Super Bowl or if it's like the NCAA tournament and your, your college teams in it, you know, you're not feeling jittery. I'm well, feeling like, I, okay, baseball's back.
1: And I think too, I mean, part of this could be the marketing efforts, but there's like really just no buildup. I, I have, I mean, I've, I've seen a few things. Oh, Hey, opening days on Thursday, get excited. But with the NCAA tournament, you have selection Sunday, right? And then you have that whole week building up where just news media, a uh, ton of reports on how the teams are doing. You have the bracket challenge, and then you have that tournament. For baseball, spring training games still happen today. I watched the spring training game, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're traveling back and we're playing the first game. It just seems more casual rather than uh, a big game.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. To be fair, opening day is just one game out of 162, so you can generate all the buzz you want. And obviously, we think there should be more buzz, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal when it comes to players and, and teams and how they finish the season. Um, but going into 2019, there are some storylines we want to watch going in um, starting opening day and then in the next few weeks, uh, particularly with some of the big players that were signing the offseason. And two uh, stick out to me. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signing mega contracts. We'll start with Manny Machado. Uh, Obviously signed a a deal with the uh, the Padres. And I don't know. What are your thoughts on how Machado will kind of perform this season? And what he'll kind of do under the pressure of a $300 million contract?
1: To me, I think Manny Machado is on a worse team than what Bryce Harper has. Bryce Harper has the Phillies. Um, he's got more of a supporting cast, whereas Manny Machado, um, he has a supporting cast, but it's not as much as Harper does. And I think he's going to be criticized uh, a ton based on, number one, how he plays. He doesn't necessarily look like he puts his heart on the field. He said sometimes he doesn't put all of his heart on the field. Um, and he's, he's always carrying that weight. But at the same time, it's San Diego. And San Diego isn't the biggest baseball market, um, whereas Philadelphia is, the, is a giant sports market in general. So I I think Manny Machado, depending on how the Padres do, will face some criticism, but he's not the highest paid player in baseball right now. It's Bryce Harper. So part of me thinks he's going to
0: get...
1: Oh, well, Mike Trout, but we're talking free agent.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah. But Mike Trout, you are are right. I just forgot about him. But Manny Machado... uh, (laughs) Baseball's marketing. Baseball, yeah. Yeah, no. And I think Manny Machado... Part of me wants to say he's going to face criticism, but part of me is going to say people are going to forget about him if the Padres aren't in contention.
0: I think Machado is going to have a great season. I, I know he it's the West Coast, so there's obviously the built-in factor where they won't get as much buzz as they would if, if he was with the Yankees or the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you look at his numbers the past few years, so consistent, 30-plus homers. He said oh, about 300, and... He didn't hit as well when he was with the Dodgers last year. But that was such a weird thing where he kind of he was with the Orioles beginning the, the first half, had a great first half, and he all like the whole season, everyone knows he's getting traded, right? It's just a weird situation. Yeah. Then he goes to the Dodgers where that's one of the most high pressure environments, especially for a team that's winning like the Dodgers were. So it's it's kind of hard to base it off that second half. But I think he's gonna go out there and he's gonna have another Um, MVP type season now I wouldn't say he's going to win the MVP because if you guys listen to our prediction special last week which you should go back and listen to before baseball starts you're going to want to know what we think but I think Bryce Harper with the Philadelphia Phillies is in the perfect position to win an MVP his second MVP Um, he's got a great lineup around him he rakes in Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia I think he's got everything he needs to put together a monster season tell me you agree
1: And I I do agree. Uh, I wouldn't go so far saying he's going to an MVP just because I think a lot can happen in a season. And I think Bryce Harper, he has been known to go into some cold streaks. Um, But he's going to be facing a lot of criticism. But if there's one player that I can think of that can handle criticism, it's Bryce Harper. I mean, he he just seems to. He does not care what people think. And so in Philadelphia, those fans – Mike it on him for some things, but I think Bryce Harper is going to just play his heart out, and he's going to do a lot better, especially because he's in a lineup with a bit more protection. And in the past, he's been walked a lot, intentionally walked. And this year, I don't think he's going to be
0: walked as much. Yeah, so Machado and Harper, I think we're gonna we're on board with them having good seasons, not really being bust, which is good, good for baseball. What are some, su- we've talked about some of our favorite teams last week. We had, a, we, we went through our division winners and our wild card winners, but what are some surprise teams? I know Nick Budig last week picked the Rays to win the World <laughs> Series, which I don't know, that might be a little outlandish. But Noah, when you think of surprise teams, what are some of the, the names that come to your head? Well, there's one
1: team that, of course, I picked to win the World Series last year, or last episode. That, that is the Colorado Rockies. I think the Rockies are in the perfect environment to win a World Series. Their rotation right now looks as solid as it's been in the past 10 years. Their offense just signing Nolan Arenado to that extension. Blackman is going to be a free agent soon, so I think their window's closing. And I think this year their team comes together and puts together that season in in which they just ride a hot streak into the World Series. I do also think the Rays will be a surprise team like Nick says, along with the Athletics, a couple teams in the American League. But I think the Rockies are going to be the one that carries the torch all the way to that championship.
0: Yeah, the Rockies are an interesting team. One team that I... I guess I got a couple teams. No, three teams. All these teams keep popping in my head. (laughs) (laughs) The White Sox from the AL Central, I think, are really interesting. And I'm particularly excited to watch Eloy Jimenez Uh start in in the outfield for them. In that rotation as well. Yeah, exactly. Because they got... Guys like Ivan Nova and Irvin Santana, is, I think, could be kind Fist of a sleeper. Starter. He's yeah, a he, starter, yeah. He could be kind of a sleeper because we know he, he's put up some good numbers before. And, and Carlos Rodon. But e- Eloy Jimenez in the outfield, one of the top prospects in baseball. I really hope he doesn't get lost with the Cubs fans there and stuff because he's going to be a, an electrifying talent. And now he got got a contract extension with the big league club. He'll be up opening day, which isn't the case with like Vlad Guerrero and Nick Senzel, some of the other top prospects in baseball. So, one, the White Sox. Two, and Robert agreed with me on this one, the, the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be really fun to watch just because of the, the sheer speed they have. Albert Erto Mondesi, Whit Merrifield, Billy Hamilton, just to name a few guys who can steal bases. And, and location- the crazy thing is
1: is when, Merrifield might not even lead the team in stolen bases.
0: And he yeah, led, the, American, he led right. the
1: major leagues last year.
0: So exactly. yep. it's crazy. And it, their rotation's bad, don't get me wrong. So I don't think they would be contending for anything. But I think they can surprise some people with the base paths, on the base paths, and, and maybe steal a few wins here and there just because speed makes a difference. And I don't think anyone's de- debating that. The third team, the Miami Marlins, we've seen some <laughs> of their pitchers just ball out in spring training. I love Caleb Smith. Uh, one of their their rotation pieces who may or may not be in the opening day rotation. But I love him. I think he's going to be a star in the MLB. And I love some of the other guys they've got going there with Sandy Alcantara, a former Cardinals prospect. He throws hard. I love him. And he's got a really good sinker. And they have Lewis Brinson in the outfield, who Mm -hmm. I think could be a breakout candidate. He's got to get those strikeouts down. But if if he can get the, the bat on the ball and he has a good season... This Miami Marlins teams could be a little sneaky. They're not going to win the division, obviously, but uh, they could be be closer than a lot of people realize to contending. So those three teams that popped in my head um, that kind of could surprise some people. They're not going to be contending for anything, probably, but um, it's just teams to watch out for, maybe when you're kind of sick of watching the Red Sox win every game. (laughs) Okay, we'll wrap things up here with some of the juggernauts and how they can get better. Um, that's gonna be obviously a big storyline going into twenty nineteen. I think a lot of us are gonna we're gonna circle around the ALs, the the American League, because everyone kind of knows who's gonna win the 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 AL. Like you got the Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees are pretty much locks to go to the playoffs. And if they aren't, that's a huge upset. Um, but can these teams actually get better in the offs in the in the in the in the season is gonna be the question. Noah what do you think the Red Sox could do? to get better or do you think there's anything they really can do to improve?
1: I think the Red Sox have places to improve, most notably that bullpen. We've talked about that bullpen in the past. Um, but I don't I, I don't see me personally how they're gonna improve besides a trade because Right now, their salary cap is pushing right up against that luxury tax. You're looking at four players worth over $20 million. They're still paying Sandoval $18 million and Rosny Castillo $11 million. Still paying Manny Ramirez $2 million, in fact. Uh, they just signed Sale to that extension. Um, they do have Porcello off the books after the season, but I don't think they're going to be trading him. I don't see very many trade chips for this team, especially because their minor league system isn't as strong. So I think what they're rolling with is what they're going to have, whether that, I mean, it's a great team. It's one of the best in the American league, but it's going to be really hard to improve on this team unless they can get Craig Kimball for a discount, which it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like they are.
0: Yeah. They don't have as much flexibility as like maybe the Yankees or Astros have. Mm -hmm. The Yankees have a clear need for starting pitching and they just signed Gio Gonzalez to a minor league contract. They've lost Luis Severino for a month and CeCe Sabathia is out for probably two or three starts, depending on... um, How he comes back from that knee surgery and the suspension and all that. So they could they probably have a need for starting pitching. But other than that, they probably don't need an upgrade anywhere else. The Astros, that team is so complete, like they could probably add a small piece, but it's really hard. Maybe a, a rotation piece like Dallas Keuchel. But other than that, like there's really not much the Astros can do. Right.
1: And, and I think if you're talking about if they can get better, you're more talking about are their prospects going to come up and prosper? Yeah. Uh, Forrest Whitley and Josh James, for example, are those guys going to come up and succeed? Because if they and do, Kyle then yes, Tucker this team will get better. Prospect. And Kyle Tucker as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, Kyle Tucker is really exciting. He's one of the best AAA players last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. He just tore it up. And like you said, Forrest Whitley, number one pitching prospect in baseball. Those guys can make an immediate impact after those that two-week um, service time manipulation stuff. I expect Tucker to be up late April, early May, and forcefully not soon after that, especially if the rotation struggles a little bit. Uh, So that'll be some of the storylines we're watching as opening day gets underway tomorrow. That'll wrap up our our topics for the day, too. So let's give you the the answer to our name game here, and then we'll wrap up the show here. Sorry for the quick show, but it's it's just us two today, so we wanted to not go too long. Okay, so you guessed yes on Andre Scrub. And Mm -hmm. you're correct. Yes.
1: Woo. Yeah. You have no one else
0: to celebrate it with, though. Yeah, I know. No one else to. I can't high five. High five yourself. You can uh, give yourself a (laughs) pat on the back. If you have like a back scratcher there, you know, pat yourself on the back. Who
1: scratches themselves on the back when they win?
0: I don't know. You're all alone. All right. All right. Whatever. uh, Whatever you do. What you got? There's nobody there. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for bearing with us, guys. We'll make sure to have the panel next. Uh, next week so we can actually talk about some real regular season baseball and as always make sure to subscribe and rate our podcast if you liked our discussion today we're on itunes google play music spotify anywhere you get your podcasts so make sure to check us out and give us some feedback we always appreciate it thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week take care